0: You're listening to Managing Leadership Anxiety, Yours and Theirs, a podcast offered in partnership with Missio Alliance. Each episode, we discuss internal and relational pressures, how they block effective leadership, and how we can move through them to a greater health. And now your host, Steve Cuss. Well, hi folks, and welcome to a Thanksgiving week edition of this show. You know, typically I have a guest on and between now and the end of the year, I've got all kinds of great guests coming up in the hopper. But I was thinking in the spirit of Thanksgiving, just to take a brief moment and pause and share with you a couple of tools that I have found helpful and these tools that I train leaders in, in de-escalating anxiety. It was actually Thanksgiving that made me think of them. The first tool is called a life giving list. And the second tool is a workload scrub. I just want to spend a few minutes talking about each. I'm going to provide a link uh, if you want to download a free template to do these tools yourself because, uh, you know, oftentimes what we do on this show is we talk about sources of anxiety, we get into family systems theory, we get into all these technical details, but at the end of the day, I think one of the biggest sources of anxiety for a leader is the simple problem of too much output and not enough input. As i paid attention to my own life and as I listen to leaders uh, really all over the country and actually even internationally at this point, and I listen to their stories and the pressures they're facing, I find that a lot of leaders are so others-focused that we're often the last to know that we're not okay. I've also done an experiment lately. I'd like to do it with you too. I just want to say a word and just ask you to think of what comes to mind. That word is gifts, particularly gifts from God. When you think of gifts from God, particularly those of you who are leaders listening to this, what first comes to mind? What I have found to be true is people naturally think of spiritual gifts, the gifts that God has given us that we can use on behalf of other people. But the life-giving list, this first tool I want to talk about, it's really about identifying the gifts that God has given you as God's beloved son or beloved daughter. I think one of the biggest sources of anxiety for any leader, and this has been a lifelong struggle for me, is that we tend to relate to God more as God's employee than we do as God's child. It's it's like we conflate or we confuse our identity as a beloved son or a beloved daughter of God with our work as an employee of God. I talk to so many leaders that get this confused. They're very good at sharing the grace of God with others. They're not so good at receiving it for themselves. And I think what we tend to do is we see ourselves too much as conduit and not enough as recipient. We see ourselves too much as somebody like a vessel, like a jar of clay, you know, to use a Bible term, that God is using to pour through us to others, but we we often don't consider the gifts that God has just given us. Jesus said that the Father loves to give good gifts to His children. You know, if if a kid asks for a stick, He's not going to give him a snake. And yet, I think uh, one of the problems of leaders is is we we pass those gifts on to others. So several years ago, it was actually in 2016, I got fed up with this lifelong battle of relating to God more as an employee and not enough as a child. And I started doing some significant work on this. And what came out of that was a very simple template called a life giving list. Now, if you want to try one in the show notes, I've got a link. And and when you download this thing, you'll see how simple it is. It's simply a spreadsheet that just helps you uh, name the people, the places and the activities in your life that make you feel most human and alive. The people, places and activities in your life that make you feel most human and alive. um, Another way I've heard it said is they make you feel like you lose track of time. Or I've also heard it described that they make you feel like a kid in the kingdom. You just feel like a kid again. And so you'll notice if you download the spreadsheet that next to people there's a little checkbox that says remote or local. Uh, make a list of the people in your life that are life given to you. These are You already know these people. These are the people that when you're around them, you simply want to be around them more. You feel loved and accepted, uh, particularly for those of you who are listening who are faith leaders. These are people that when you're around them, you don't have your leadership hat on. You can just be your fully human self. Now, obviously, in my life, uh, I am incredibly privileged, and this week of Thanksgiving— I'm very aware that my wife and my kids are on this list. And of course, they're local. But I also have good friends on the list that are local. But uh, my parents and my sister and some of my family, they actually live in Australia. They're far away. But they're life-giving to me. I love spending time with them. And that's why on the checkbox, it's remote or local. Just get clear on on where these people are. Now, activities, as you fill out activities, you'll also see a column there that uh, denotes money and time. You should list a range of activities that cost a lot of money all the way to activities that cost no money at all, activities that take a lot of time, activities that take no time at all. And same with places. By places, I mean generally geographical places. So for me, uh, I happen to live in Colorado. I have the great privilege of being an hour and a half from Estes Park. And so Sprague Lake, Estes Park is on the list. And so is Silverthorne. But also, so is the reclining chair in the front room of my house. All kinds of places. I also have some places overseas. I have the privilege of getting to travel once in a while. These should be places that cost a lot of money or cost no money at all to get to. These should be places that take a lot of time, all the way down to taking no time at all to get to. And here's the simple fact. When I'm anxious, when I'm under pressure, when I'm feeling tired, I pull out my list. I just pull out my life-giving list. Sometimes I'll call somebody. Uh, Sometimes I'll participate in an activity. One of my activities is playing the acoustic guitar. I don't know why it's life-giving. It just is. I am moved by music, and I love to play music. I also love to listen to good music. And I can play a guitar for 5 to 10 minutes, and it can diffuse my anxiety. Uh, Also, the hug of my wife. A good, rich, fun conversation with friends. All kinds of things. I have about 75 things on my list. And as I've been doing these workshops lately, uh, one of the common themes I've been noticing is it doesn't take much time for people to know what's on their list. But what tends to happen is, is they haven't put much time into all of the things on their list. When you really stop to think about it, God has given us so many gifts that are just for us as God's beloved son or daughter. Like, for example, my wife's hug. There's no way I can parlay that into being useful for ministry. On the other hand, one of the things on my life-giving list is reading theology. I just ordered N.T. Wright, and Michael Byrd's new book. It's a big, thick book on theology. I'm looking forward to digging into it. That gift is a little trickier because sometimes I'll just read for my own enjoyment, and, of course, sometimes I'm reading for research. And that can be tricky to figure out. When is when? But what's on your list? Have you ever paused to make a list? Now, some of you may be thinking of a quiet time, a traditional quiet time where in the morning you read Scripture and pray. That's an activity. That should be an activity on your list. But it also might be that you love to get outdoors. You love to hike or you love to swim. You love to be in the ocean. Uh, Or you love a great glass of wine or you enjoy the sound of somebody's laughter whom you love. Put it all on the list. And and the secret sauce to this list is twofold. The first thing is start getting in the discipline of calendaring the items on your list. I think one of the chronic issues of a leader is there's always more to do. There's always too much to do. And and so we, we put off these life-giving activities and then it just ends up being too much output, not enough input. But what would it be like in the next seven days or the next ten days if you calendared four different items on the list? Now, it doesn't have to be stuff that costs a lot of money or a lot of time, but could you get away? Could you get away for half an hour? Could you get away for half a day? Uh, I am in the habit of calendaring a spiritual retreat multiple times a year. The last one was Wednesday. I went on an all-day prayer retreat at a local monastery on Wednesday, and I'm not going to lie, I went to bed Tuesday night wondering if I needed to cancel. I woke up Wednesday morning thinking, I've got too much to do, I need to cancel. And I went, and of course, it was just what I needed. So the first secret source to this list is calendaring, getting in the discipline of making time for these things that are life-giving. The second secret source is, there's probably a better word for it, but I call it baptizing it. Just when you do that thing, you literally take a moment to thank God for it. So for my boys, for example, it's snowboarding. Um, For my wife, it's even popping popcorn in the kitchen. It's simply taking a time to say, God, this thing that I love that gives me life, this is a gift from you, and I want to thank you for it. It's it's a way of worship. So for me, my life-giving list, I keep finding things that I love to do, becomes a great source of worship in my life. So I've got a link in the show notes, or uh, you can just go to my website, stevecusswords.com, and click on videos and other resources. You will see some paid resources there, but the life-giving list, if you scroll down, it's simply a free template, either in the Numbers or in the uh, Microsoft Excel. And it's just a nice spreadsheet where you can start filling out your own list. I'd encourage you to do it this Thanksgiving week. The second tool, I'm just going to spend three or four minutes talking about it because it's so simple. It's called a workload scrub. It's also on my website. It's also a downloadable template. One of the sources of anxiety for a leader is over time, because we tend to do whatever's needed for our organization, we end up taking on too much. The breadth of our role is too broad. I remember uh, when I first came to Discovery, I'd come from this amazing church in Las Vegas, Central Christian Church. I was on staff there for several years. And Central is a very large church with a lot of resources. We had a catering department. We had a communications department. You know how it is in a bigger church. I went from that to this 150-person church plant, Discovery Christian Church. And suddenly I'm the catering department. I'm the communications department. I'm the photocopier tech. I'm the guy that cleans the toilet. I'm doing it all. And, you know, that was 14 years ago, and we're a much larger church now. But I still find myself taking on projects that I really have no business doing as the lead pastor. For years at our church, I was the only person on staff that could operate the banner printer that we were leasing. It was just a particularly persnickety printer, and I had figured out how to make it work. And so if anyone ever needed a banner, they had to get me and find me to go get it printed. That was crazy. There was... Several years where I was doing all the video editing for our church because we couldn't hire anyone to do it. The, the Workload Scrub is simply a tool that you use. It's another downloadable template where you list every single thing you do for your organization and then you track how many hours a month that takes and then it's a simple set of check boxes. Can somebody else do this? Do you have somebody in mind now? Do you have a training plan to on-ramp them? How long will it take? These are just a set of columns. So the first column is, what's the task? The second column is, how many hours a month approximately does it take? Then the third column is, can someone else do this? Then do you have an actual name? In my workload scrub, I have a list of names. And then do you have a plan in place to help them be able to do it? You know, a terrible leader will do a workload scrub and then simply dump work on someone else. But a good leader can use this as a leadership development pipeline, help find other people in the organization who can maybe do things uh, that they're good at and so you can do what you're good at. Now, for example, I'm a preacher and it would be a mistake for me to simply put preaching as one item on the workload scrub. No, preaching is actually many items. It's long-term study. It's developing a 12-month preaching calendar. It's the sermon of the week. It's not just the preparation, but it's also the delivery. Preaching is actually six to ten items, depending on who you are and how you like to develop your material. I write each of them out separately. I track each of their hours separately. Uh, But even if I ever stop, for example, to pick up the trash in our church, I make sure that's on the list. Not that it means I'm, I'm above picking up trash, but that I can notice everything that I do for this organization. I do a workload scrub once a year. It's always painful. The first one takes the longest because it's blank. And the very first time I did a workload scrub, I had 136 different items on my workload list. I was the one ordering toilet paper and supplies for the church, all kinds of crazy stuff. No wonder I was struggling to rest I was overwhelmed, not just by the depth of my role, but also the breadth of my role. It was getting harder and harder, for example, for me to be present to people in pain because of the mounting to-do list. Church planners, this is especially keen for you. My goodness, the first few years of a church, you're doing everything, and it feels like it's all on your back. One tool that can really give you clarity and give you some relief is a workload scrub. It'll take you an hour or two to do the first one. But if you do it as an annual checkup, it just takes about 15 minutes to 30 minutes to update it every year. Now, if you run an organization, this is something that all of your key leaders can do. They'll they'll find it to be painful at first and then very freeing. You can use it to begin to recruit other people. Because the simple fact is a lot of leaders don't want to bother other people. But you have to start understanding that just like you like making a difference, other people like making a difference too. And you can use the workload scrub to invite people into ministry with you. And that's what we do. But also, if you're a parent and you have young kids, as your kids get older, uh, as a parent, you can do a workload scrub. What is it that I used to do for my kids that they can now do around the house? So, yep, uh, kids hate this because it often means more work for them but it's a great leadership development tool. And this Thanksgiving, if you're coming into the Thanksgiving season running on fumes, I would highly encourage you, just take an hour this week, just take 90 minutes this week, download the life-giving list, download the workload scrub, and just take some time to fill out both of them. And then with the life-giving list, just take a few moments this week to do some of those things on the list. With a workload scrub, see if you can get some things off your list. Now, just before we close, uh, I think many of my listeners know that in March of 2020, I'm hosting a two-day workshop where we will cover these two tools, but also about another 15 to 20 tools to help you name sources of anxiety in you, help you notice anxious patterns in your organization. I'll be giving you uh, a powerful tool called Second Order Change, how to notice anytime your organization is stuck But this two-day workshop in March of 2020, it really is designed to put you on a path of freedom so you don't have to be in the grip of all the pressure and stress that you face as a leader. I know that two days is a lot to give up, and for many of you, it involves getting on a plane and the expense of accommodation. I get all of that. But listen, guys, this isn't going to be a conference. This isn't going to be where you're sitting and somebody's monologuing on stage. This will be a workshop where I'll be teaching you tools and then right there in the room at your table, you'll be getting time to put them into practice right in the moment. And while the two days won't be the end of your journey to freedom, it will be an intense beginning of the journey of a whole new way of living. So if you're tired of being tired, if you're tired of worrying all the time or you find yourself waking up, if you find yourself spinning and not making progress, if if you feel stuck as a person or in an organization, if you're better at sharing the grace of God with others than you are with receiving it for yourself, I would highly encourage you to come to this two-day workshop. I think it has a real opportunity to have a breakthrough for you. Of course, I can't promise that it will change your life, but I can promise that you will experience some tools in the moment and then you'll come away with a good set of tools that you can start operating on your own or with your team early bird rate ends before Christmas and now's the time to get the best prices for the tickets you can go to my website com, or you can also click on the link in the show notes to go directly to the page for more information about the workshop All right, thanks everyone happy Thanksgiving for my North American listeners for my English and Australian and global listeners I hope you have a great November and I hope the peace of Christ reigns in your life this week For more resources, visit stevecuswards.com or missyoualliance.org.